0: So just really podcast. Back out the smart. Fakes the pass all the time. Three. Bang! It's William Straight. Bob's it up for Robert Williams.
1: Oh. Shouldn't he go? Taylor Brown went a go to Tatum. Durant the long reach. Tatum, crossover, pull-up jumper. It's good. Oh.
0: Hello and welcome everybody. This is the Celtics Reddit Podcast. I'm your host Celtics J. We've got a game four post game show for you all this evening. i recorded this with Mr. Chris Forsberg from the media team. He was live in Milwaukee during the Al game and so he was with us for this episode to share some of those intimate insights And some of his thoughts about looking ahead both in this series and considering Grant Williams' perhaps upcoming big contract. Please join us and enjoy this post-game show. And looking forward to the next chance we get to talk to everyone, hopefully after a big Game 5 win. So without further ado postgame show with chris forsberg mr forsberg thank you so much for being here it must have been a hell of a game to watch in person we're excited to get uh your feedback and insight regarding that but just in general how are you doing sir
2: i'm good i'm good i'm uh like i said i i, I maybe maybe for like a fleeting moment started thinking about because the, the end is always abrupt you don't really see the end coming and all of a sudden it's just like oh it's here and it, it's not a fun spot when you think your team's going to be kind of on the ride for a while. Um, but yeah, I found myself after that sort of lackluster first quarter thinking, uh-oh, you know, how is this team going to kind of rescue itself? And especially in the third, but uh, we're talking about happier topics. So uh, now I'm like, well, what am I going to do if I have to go right from Minnesota to Miami or Philadelphia or wherever else this, this wild journey might take us? But yeah, it's, uh, it's nice to be still thinking about uh, a potential long run for this team.
0: And we're uh, we're joined as well with Mr. Wayne Spoony, who's always frequently
1: joining us. Spoons, talk to the people. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. What a Forsberg! You said the end is pretty abrupt. I'm pretty sure my wife gave me that same speech when I was freaking out in the third quarter. Uh, so, but I'm doing fantastic now. Uh, that was a hell of a win, and what a fourth quarter, man! And we also have joining us
0: Joe, our New Zealand correspondent. Joe, it's awesome to have you on
3: with us this evening. How are you doing, sir? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good, eh? Like, you can't complain after that. Challenges. Productivity second. in the world. Know, like that. <laughs> but, uh, but it was pretty awesome. We'll remember that. We'll remember that game for ages. It'll be the Al Horford oh, yeah. game, just I like the so. Olympic game, you know?
0: And so far, this game has just – it has been officially dubbed the Al Horford game. Mm-hmm. Let's go around just the table real quick on this one. Al Horford game, we're we're good. We're locking that in. Where does this rank as far as – let's look just sort of like post-2008 era, right? Like where does this sure. rank up there in moments right now? We'll start with you, Forsberg.
2: So it all depends on what happens from here. If they come back Fair. and win this series and then go on and do whatever, then we'll we'll hire it in higher esteem than if they lose the next two, and then we're like, oh, they, they not only did they waste the one first good Horford performance, but then they wasted the really good Horford performance. Uh, if I have to guess, it's somewhere slightly behind the Kelly O'Lennock game, uh, but maybe, maybe slightly ahead of. I'm trying to think of other fringe role players that have, and, and that's not to say that Al is that, but that like other games that have become known uh, by their by their titles, like even Shrek and Donkey feels like a bigger moment because of the <laughs> magnitude than necessarily this but on the scale of unexpectedness it's probably even higher than the Olympic game for me like Olympic always had the potential to go nuts you didn't think it was going to be game seven against the uh, you know the, the funeral attire wizards but um <laughs> watching al I, I just i i was so worried that after how much he expended in game three that there would be no way he could come back and do what he did in game four um and he was just legitimately awesome to the point where i had all these fans around me in Milwaukee asking, y- yo, what, where did you get him from again? Like, how did he get back to Boston? And what did you have to give up? And I'm like, you don't understand. We're still on the fence about whether it was a good trade. And they're like, no, no, you should probably send Oklahoma City another first round pick and say yeah. thank you.
1: Do we, I don't think we have any left. <laughs> no, that is true. Yeah. We can always include a swap. They might be a pick off San
3: Antonio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: I, I got a Reddit comment here for you, Jay, if you, wanna, if you want me to get yeah, into those. Yeah, throw them at us. All right. So we are this the is Celtics Reddit podcast. Exactly. As we say Religion. every time we open with the first Reddit comment. Uh, this is a friend of the program. User larbird33 says. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The legend. Yeah, he's back, baby. Uh, <laughs> Horford is 36 years old. Dude was a part of that Atlanta team that took the 08 Celtics mm-hmm. to seven and get round one. That's old, but I always <laughs> hoped he'd age like Duncan. Duncan won a title at 37 and was still a major player at 38. So we could theoretically get a couple more years of this. And I've heard like the kind of Duncan of the East or like Duncan Light or Diet Duncan when he was with <laughs> Atlanta and now and it it's true, man, that dude just got a game that He's strong. He's quick enough. He, does, he doesn't He does do anything poorly. And I think that's the type of game that ages really well. And of course, you know, if he's going to shoot 75% for three, that can help your game age a little <laughs> bit, too. Yeah, we probably could have got a handful
0: more years out of Duncan if he was doing all that.
1: <laughs> right,
0: yeah. Joe, uh, thinking back on our first, uh, you know, introduction to Horford when he was giving us nightmares as a member of the Hawks team, like where where are you at? Just in in reflecting on Horford's career up until this point and his couple of stints now with Boston,
3: I think he's the um, he's a real um, example of of players who are classically underrated. Man, no weaknesses is so much better than multiple. You know what I mean? No weaknesses is so much better than a big strength in the playoffs. Right, and and it's a, it's a true test, right? Um. You know, I always feel like, and, and on top of that, coachability is a is can be a strength or a weakness for a player. And I, I always felt like Duncan was. I think he's criminally underrated. I think he's so much better than Kobe. Um, it's not funny. And and Horford's kind of similar. You know, he's 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 average L, but um, people underrate <laughs> the 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 value of not having anything to pick on. You know, and um, and I'm just really happy. I felt it must feel like vindication. Um, I'm an Al Horford guy. I'm a Grant Williams guy. I feel like those are the sorts of guys that don't get a love from the, don't get a love from some of the hoop heads. But I love them anyway. Chris, j- jump in from your perspective
0: because because you've been seeing this from from a pretty first handed viewpoint now. Um, I, I know you you you've shared a you know you sh- shared a little bit just about sort of this moment. But yeah, I mean, he did. He gave us he gave us night like he almost. He almost beat that 2018, like that 2018 Mm -hmm. almost lost in the first, like, I think people forget that they, they reflect back on that season and remember the energy of that season. And then just like the elation and the way that we beat the Lakers, I think it kind of gives the impression that like, we had an easier go of things Mm -hmm. than we really did. Like those first two series, and especially that one against the Hawks, like I was
2: terrified. I lost weight sweating through those games. (laughs) and it, it's funny to, when they when those guys reflect on that it's like they needed to go through that a little bit because they hadn't been tested during the regular season and they just steamrolled everybody and i do think there's some not like i i hesitate to compare 08 and 22 but there is some similarities right like the end of the end of the 22 season here the Celtics were dominating teams the best team on the road we didn't know if they could win close games i didn't know if they could go and win in an environment like milwaukee which is pretty rowdy like that is an arena that is tough to play in uh especially when Giannis gets cooking and like hears it a little bit more as uh as he's attacking relentlessly and elbowing all you guys in the face <laughs> every time so but here's the thing with the Celtics is I, again I come into this year I had no idea if they could they, they didn't have a signature playoff win I didn't know if regular season success could carry over into the playoffs the way it did and I didn't know if they could win close games and I guess this is, doesn't even trigger the the criteria because of the way they raced away late, but um, yeah, credit credit to them. Every time I, I kind of start to doubt them and think that some of that was a mirage. Uh, they have nights like this where you put up 43 fourth quarter points and shoot 84% 16 and 16 and 19 from the field, whatever it was. Like that that doesn't that shouldn't happen in an NBA playoff game against the defending champions and a really good defense, but. Uh, so the, the 2022 Celtics never, never ceased to surprise you.
0: And spoons, you and I were talking about this and I I remember it's kind of sent you the message. I was saying, you know, there were, there were moments in this game where I know I was having that feeling of, Oh, we are seeing some of that early season stuff come out of the squad right now. And, and then I think at one point someone in our, in our, uh, Slack chat had, had made the remark. They either need to come out scorching in this fourth quarter or this thing is looking pretty much like not a good scenario. And of course, they just went ahead and did exactly that, which is to your point, Chris, kind of what they've been doing. Uh, Spoons, I want to start with you in thinking a little just kind of generally now we split the games in Boston. We've now split in Milwaukee. We're going back home for game five. What do you feel like we've learned from this split here in Milwaukee that we're taking home with us? and, And what's your outlook moving forward now?
1: Yeah, so I'm coming away from this just thinking the Celtics are the better team. And Joe and I, we kind of exchanged that same sentiment in our slack. because We played pretty poorly offensively in game three, I thought. Uh, Just couldn't make a shot. Uh, Although I guess Milwaukee struggled some as well. Tatum had hopefully what will be his worst game of the playoffs. And... You know, we were up 199 with two wide open threes that both bricked. And if those go in, I think it's 2-1 going into game four Celtics. So it just looks to me like, and Forsberg it might even been you who had this stat, uh, but Milwaukee's half-court offensive rating oh. is like struggling to get over 80 in most of these games. And that's what it feels like when you watch them play in the half-court. They just cannot generate good looks at all. And it's just Giannis bully ball is really the only thing they can get to. Whereas it feels like the Celtics are generating all the great looks they could hope for. They're just not been making them before the fourth quarter here. And in game two, obviously, you see when we're making our shots, it's probably going to be a blowout. And if we're not, we can still grind out a close game. So I said Celtics in six from the get go. You gotta lose two games to win in six. I feel like you come back for game five, you can win that one at home. And then we just showed we could beat them in Milwaukee. Uh and so yeah, that's what I'm coming away from. I, I'm similarly confident as I was after game two. Let's not talk about what you know, game three. I was drunk at a wedding, saw the score come through. We don't want to talk about what I was thinking then, but now I'm back to confident. <laughs> That's that's the benefit of having uh, a couple of days between
0: uh, those two games before we actually get on and record with you, Right, it's real, exactly. Real, real clever uh, scheduling there on your part, <laughs> making sure that wedding lined up just right. Yeah, you know. Joe, what are, what are your thoughts it. coming away from uh, this split in Milwaukee and heading back to Boston? Are you
3: feeling as confident as you did beforehand? Are you feeling less confident? No, I'm. I'm feeling. I wouldn't be surprised if we run the table. We're better. Um, the, I'd be interested in Chris's thoughts as to what it actually feels like, but um, it just, you know, I'm, I'm kind of just restating what Spoon said. But it essentially, it feels to me like Milwaukee can't do the things they want to do. They just can't do the things they want to do. Yeah, and um, and and it, they just look more uncomfortable to me than the Celtics than the Celtics do. And um, I, I thoroughly expect us to to win the series now. Um, and uh, you know it's it's no shame if we don't I suppose but but I, I I'd be disappointed it won't be a disappointing season but it'll be a disappointing you know it, it'll leave a disappointing taste after after this so yeah, I'm feeling pretty confident I thought about actually putting money on it and I am not a gambling man but um. Oh yeah. yeah! I thought it was almost inevitable that we would to get today. real
0: spicy. You're you're speaking yeah. spoons language right now. Look at that big <laughs> smile on that man's face.
3: <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Let me give you a phone number. I know what guy." Only gamble response. It's legal in my state, man. Chris, I'm interested in what it felt like. Like just watching them um, in in the flesh. Did it feel like the Celtics are like? Does it feel like they are dominant? Because that's what it feels like to me. You know, there's there's great analysis. Yeah, that's how I, that- I feel. I, I think anytime you have Giannis, you're still
2: feel pretty good about your chances because he can just in a way, single-handedly keep you afloat or give you a chance. And the in Celtics have done enough turning the ball over and biting themselves. You know, That, uh, that I, I'm, I'm, I'm not supremely confident, but I do, I do think your, your point agrees. I think what we knew coming into the series is that without Middleton, the Celtics should be the better team. And yet, Neither squad has really played to its potential, at least offensively. And I mean, that's part of it is just because they're both so good defensively. But, um, you know, I'm still wondering what this all looks like when Tatum has a really good game. When, you know, what happens when Giannis is playing to his potential and his supporting cast is hitting shots. You know, maybe that that will never happen in this series. Maybe it's just, you know, we're just not going to see it. But um, I do think that's part of the reason it would have been a disappointment if it, if it ended quicker than maybe we had seen coming because uh, it just felt like the Celtics with home court with uh, getting Marcus smart and, you know, being relatively healthy at the start of this, you know uh, that they had a chance here. Whereas the Bucks sacrificed home court, didn't have Middleton and, uh, and the Celtics having that swagger coming off the Brooklyn series. So uh, still a lot of work to be done. Still a lot of series to go. I think it's going to be a, do you think that these past four games have been a little bit nerve-wracking? Then buckle up. I feel, I feel like feel like it's going to take some years off lives moving forward here to, uh, if, if nothing more than watching every Celtic player get spend time writhing on the pain on the ground. Conscious. It's it's it, it, it's like the scene in Wedding Crashers where they're playing football and he's like every time it's like, look over, you're on the ground, you know? <laughs> it, it, and that's the way it feels Crab with these guys cakes. right now.
0: And yeah. shoulder drives—that's what Giannis <laughs> does. Quick question, uh, because I'm watching a highlight of the Marcus Smart entanglement with with Giannis. Where they
2: trying to help each other up? And were they?
0: Where where Marcus tried to help Giannis up from from what I'm seeing, and Giannis proceeded to like keep his leg conveniently ra- like wrapped around Marcus, and then like. Pretend to reach out and grab his hand to like come out, but then like just pull him to keep him from running. And then, like, when he reaches back to help him one more time, he like there's the referee standing right there watching. And at one point, like Giannis's foot kicks market. Like, now it's not like an aggressive kick. It's not like, you know, we're not watching a Van Damme movie by any stretch. Like, I'm not trying to be, you know, crazy off the hinges like that, but it's still enough where like a player is clearly. Physically stopping another player from competing, and then goes to the extent where it actually like hits them. How is a ref not making any call there? Like, what is happening here?
2: I mean, you've seen the series, right? There's like stale, steel steel chairs and ladders and going cages. On? Like, like, that was like the least egregious thing I saw tonight. In, well, as, as you guys are wrestling all over each other, uh, I keep waiting for the moment that you know, Smart and Grayson Allen have a loser leaves town match or something to. Uh, that'll be quick it it should be (laughs) uh but it's been it's been fun to i I like it i like i I don't mind that it's a little bit kind of grimy and uh the offense is kind of grind to a halt a little bit it's it's uh i know it's not the most aesthetically pleasing basketball at times but if you just like two really good defensive teams doing what they do uh and forcing you to to be creative with how you're trying to get your offensive points um I mean, if the Celtics had had walked the ball up the court all night tonight, I would have, I would have probably ran out there myself and uh, and screamed. But there's, there's, they seem to have uh to figured out there's a there's there are ways to generate more consistent offense. And I don't expect 43 point quarters all the time, but they certainly have to be far crisper and value the ball and um you know really attack with a purpose the way they do, which seemingly just it it all just seems to take them a little while to figure it out. And then usually Jalen. It's like, oh, oh well, yeah, let's, let's, let's keep this doing is that. how I do
0: this? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let, me, let me get back at it. One of the things I liked at the end of this game was at a certain point, and it, it kind of it seemed to maybe come after Al Horford had his monster jam and then the people's elbow on Giannis there, mm-hmm. um, which I'm sure was a total accident. Total. Um, <laughs> but Marcus started playing a little bit of his own bully ball which I thought was pretty interesting, and, and seeing him take you know a couple of different guys down into the post himself and get some buckets there kind of brought up some some images of uh, some vintage, like Jason Kidd when he would do some stuff like that, or Chauncey Billups when he would do some stuff like that. Peyton would do some stuff like that. I'm interested in getting everyone's thoughts. We'll, we'll start with you, uh, Chris, just in your thoughts on is that something we should expect seeing in the the upcoming games? Is that maybe a wrinkle that just kind of got found out that we haven't been able to take advantage of yet?
2: If it works, ride it. Um, what I liked is that I feel like throughout this series, that's what Drew has done to the Celtics and Marcus. It feels like in a lot of the in the games they've lost, and it's weird. I like, I keep saying all these games, like in the three previous games, <laughs> right? Um, they feel so long. Every, every time the Celtics would get within two or four, or make a run, and you felt like that maybe the momentum was starting to change. Drew just seems to hit the shot that you're like, oh come on, you know, isn't that supposed to be honest Isn't that supposed to be you leave a three point shooter open? Um I that the, part of the reason I really like Drew is he's not afraid of it. I mean, the other night, thirty shots, he's he's just going to take what you give him and he's not he's gonna be okay with bullying you at times. And so I think flip the smart flipped the script a little bit tonight and said, All right, you know, you've been trying to, to show me up as defensive player of the year. Let's let let's let's see how this looks going the other way. And so, uh much better than a lot of the shot profile they had in the in the first quarter. Joe, what
0: what are your thoughts on that? Or is there anything else that stands out to you as far as like some areas that the Celtics can try to take advantage of and and maybe have a deciding victory in game
3: five? Just defensively. I just noticed when Giannis is um, – Giannis will take contact. He'll, he'll have the initial drive, sort of stymied, and then he'll turn and he'll do – like it's a really effective move, right? If you fade and fake the shot and then do the up and under. I just wonder if the Celtics have just got to stop pushing up to try and contest his fadeaway. There, I'm fine with the taking a fadeaway. I don't think he's going to make that many of them. Um, there's there's quite a few, there was quite a few instances where he takes advantage of our I guess our respect for his, his turnaround jumper. We push up too hard, then he's you know we're off balance. He gives us the fake. He goes the up and under. I just I just like to I you know maybe it only happened twice tonight you know. But it just felt—it felt like, feels like something that I've seen a couple of times. So that's one one adjustment I'd like to see us make. Is is um, we, we're doing great at, at really walling off that initial drive. We're doing as good as you can, I and mean, we're going to get beat sometimes. Mm-hmm. But when we do it, mm-hmm. don't like don't press, don't press. You don't you can let him take that shot. He's, he's not going to make that many of. That, that's probably the main thing I would have liked to adjust, and that's a very it's a very minute sort of tactical thing. Eh, but um, in general, I just feel like we're a bigger, stronger team. And um, we're physically we're physically dominant over them. That, you know, I really feel like like we are, despite Giannis being singularly <laughs> physically dominant. I, don't know, I always wonder what it like. I keep yeah. wondering does it does it feel like that? Like I'm, I'm, I might be off base here, Chris. Like, what does it feel like to you, just in terms of the the, the relative sort of, I guess, physical ascendancy that either team has? Is it, is it a wash, or is it, or does it really feel like one mm. one team is dishing it out a bit more?
2: I, I mean, Giannis is bigger and longer armed and it feels like he's more likely to catch you with something and Bobby Portis. And again, I feel like every time I look up, Time Lord's on the ground holding his head because Portis got it with an elbow or then someone gets a forearm. Um, but that's to me, that's always because when you play hard and you're attacking with a purpose, those things happen. And like, the, the I, 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 I don't know if we're going to go down the ref alley. I kind of despise the referee talk. And I think it's just play better and you don't talk about referees throw out my run sheet so but what I would say there is that <laughs> you have to force the issue and the only way you're getting calls is if you're consistently aggressive and trying to get to the basket and so I think the Celtics have done a better job of that especially in game four um what's fun is the the media section at uh in in Milwaukee is a little setback. It's like in the corner and sort of up above the first what we would in the garden it'd be like above the first loge level. So it's a little bit further back than what we get in Boston. And even through the early part of the series, like you know, you see guys like hitting each other and stuff like that. You know, it's it's hard to get a gauge sometimes about like just how physical it is. But my buddy was up here and he uh he got he gets some comp some tickets. He used to be a ticket uh season ticket guy. Uh he still has his seats at the garden and he knew a guy who knew a guy who knew a guy who got us uh couple of seats, 10 rows off the floor for this, these two games. And so I snuck down with them for a little bit tonight. And, uh, it's just, it's just wild how it, it's literally like I've, I've, i went back to my childhood and attended a, a WWE event. And when these guys are, are, are going at each other around the basket, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's rough going in there. And I don't envy anybody. I don't envy when Marcus or Grant or whoever decides, yeah, right, I'm just going to step in front of, Giannis in transition, trying to draw a charge. It looks like the most painful experience ever. Yeah. Like, like imagine just telling your valley. buddy, go, go, go roll a Volkswagen into me while I'm while I'm standing <laughs> here. And so let's see what happens. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's good, because there was none of that you know, Brooklyn did not ooze a uh, any sort of physicality. And I think from here on out, the Celtics have to be ready for that. You know, whether it's the box, whether it's whatever comes next, and um, like, everybody that's left, is going to play a certain brand of, of bully and, and grit, so they need to they need to continue to embrace the way that this series has played out. You,
0: are there any other teams that are going to play this kind of like the way the Bucks and Celtics are playing right now? Is there another like Miami? Miami, one or Miami even will, two teams.
2: Miami will like I mean Philly's got Embiid, so he's going to hit you if you go to That's the basket. Fair. Phoenix is going to mug you at every at every turn. I don't know. I even even Memphis. Like I know we all focus on Memphis. I like, worry finace. about
0: because Memphis is that scrappy bunch, man. Three uh-huh. one. Is it three? Oh, yeah. it, it yeah. just did it that dumb. just wrap
1: up. It's over. All right, it's over. Memphis. <laughs> Listen, their time will come. Forsberg. <laughs> next time you sneak down uh, in the next Milwaukee game, you got to roll out there with a steel chair like the wrestling yes. managers. <laughs> Toss <laughs> it to Marcus Smart. Let him go wild, but. <laughs> One thing I noticed, uh, and I I wonder, I imagine it coincided with, or at least partially with our awesome fourth quarter was, I got a Reddit comment here for you, Jay. (laughs) Uh, User Millie Mills 420, 420, which is probably just six random numbers he picked out of a hat. Uh, I'm glad Ime put Grant in his place a little in the second Mm. half, doing a little too much complaining to the refs for a glorified role player. And... I think it was partially due to foul trouble, but we ended up going small in that fourth yeah. quarter for a lot of it. And that clearly, at least for one game, juiced the offense with Derek White out there doing his ball movement and smart passing. Hell, he even hit a corner three for good measure. So I wonder if that's something he looks to do in game five a little bit more is size down, put Tatum at the four, because to your point, Jay, about smart, He had so much room when he was doing his little half post up Drew holiday type of drives that just was has not been out there for a lot of this series. It was almost like, oh, I forget that you're allowed to, like, drive without Brooke Lopez draped (laughs) all over you sometimes. So I'd be interested to see how much we roll that out going forward. Yeah. So
0: Derek White did have himself a a nice a nice game because he's been getting a lot of heat so far. Like throughout the entirety of the playoffs, really, because he didn't really show super, super well in the, the like, he didn't do anything terribly wrong or like, you know, have a suffering for any reason. But a lot of folks have been noticing his seeming absence. So tonight was kind of a nice opportunity for him to show out a little bit on both sides of the ball, because I think he's been consistent on the defensive end. I don't think anyone's really criticized that or even his ball movement, but just seeing him be able to get a couple of buckets and, and keep the other defense honest, I think has been a big deal. What seemed to be that temperament from from your perspective, uh, Chris?
2: Probably game two was, or was it game two was it, was the he's the best example because he yeah he was plus twenty two that night right like he has over six he stepped out of bounds yeah. a couple times like about as maddening as a night as you can have but he still impacted the game positively and it was just a reminder like he does stuff that doesn't necessarily leap off the the the, the, the page I did think like all those bench guys got to be a little bit better to win this series because. It, you just need more and you can't rely on Al for 30 points a night. And so you need Grant to not go back to knocking down shots and not bitching. And you need Yuck. Peyton Pritchard to to kind of remember he used Peyton Pritchard and do what he did in the first round. So, I mean, again, these are nitpicks because in the, the, this time of year, it probably falls more on your superstars and the Celtics, um, with the exception of Tatum's clunker the other night, have, have been very good. And uh, at least in terms of bouncing back and, I thought he had his moments as well, so um, yeah. Like I, I don't worry about the, the 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 Derek White part of it. There's there's a lot more uh, things that should be keeping fans up than Derek White struggling with his shot. When um, you know you're you're finding positive ways to to impact everything out there.
0: I think for a lot of fans too, like guys like Derek White will catch a lot of flack. If only for the convenience of not having to then like ridicule folks' favorite player, right? Like I'm gonna be far more comfortable criticizing Derek White than I'm ever gonna be criticizing Marcus Smart. Especially because essentially Derek White is now fitting into that former role filled by Marcus Smart, where he's got the plus contribution, but like not the, the the stat line to sort of back it up. How often did we talk about Marcus Smart with those same kinds of stat lines and talk about the way he impacts winning? Um, what about the, the, the Grant Williams dynamic though? Cause we saw him kind of have a couple of games where he seemed like superhuman people are talking about him. Like, you know, he's a a shoe in for being a starter in the future. He's maybe the best defensive player on the team that now that's like national guys talking about stuff they don't actually know anything about. And so we're not going to put too much weight into all that. We did see a little bit of a different dynamic. We saw him kind of get yanked back to the bench. We didn't see a lot of him in that fourth quarter. What should we read into that?
2: I hope that's just a reminder Eme's firm little disclaimer there that if you let him do the complaining and if you don't, um, he'll he, he's probably gotta really in a little bit. and look the, the most glaring moments from game three was those two transition plays where Tatum doesn't get back and then Grant' doesn't, or Grant doesn't get back first and then Tatum later. Um, to me, those things are inexcusable, especially when you're grinding on, on offense as much as you are, and you can't just be giving away points. And so uh, I thought at the start of the game, I thought it was interesting because there was always these, like, little frustrating moments. And the first time it happened, Grant just, you know, turned and walked back. But, yeah, lost his way a little bit there. And he's just got to be – he's just got to remember, you know, you, you are at, for all the good that has occurred, he is still a role player for this team right now. And, uh, you know, he'll he, – you got to earn that right to, to be a, a little uppity. And as Spoon said, like the, little, the small ball lineups have been pretty effective in this series. And so, uh, I mean, it was weird. e was rolling out like triple big lineups at some points to, uh, to just kind of match Milwaukee size. I'd rather you kind of just find – I mean, they need more skill on the court in order mm-hmm. to keep teams honest and to, 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 to loosen things up a little bit. So I do hope they, they try to ride some of those, those smaller groups uh, when they're having success.
3: Just on grant Williams I don't know um guys, like it does seem to me that he um I want to test out an observation so I see if this is true. It seems to me when he has to bring the ball down to his waist to shoot it seems to me like his he really struggles like like that I feel like it's really noticeable difference between him catching it in in the in the pocket like that you know and and the dip's kind of a bit more trendy now, but it seems like when he catches it here. Versus when he catches it down here, you know, the, it feels like he's a flamethrower like that, and feels like he can't, feels like he can't do it when it when he has to bring it down. Um, it looks quite laboured when he has to bring the ball down. So that's something I tend to tend to watch with Grant. Like I think he's got to be really judicious about taking what shots he takes, and and I'd like to see him drive the closeouts a little more than go to the side step three. I don't know what what what's the sort of reaction he gets on the bench. You know, when when he takes a side step three, is it? He might sort of back him? Do you guys reckon? him?
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that, Joe. I'm not sure. I mean, Grant has hit him a few times, but man, just get to the rim and try and make a play, because Grant's for he's a pretty solid passer, too. Uh, so, he can make a play. He actually was finished really well uh, inside of five feet this year, too. So, um, I've not, I'll be on the lookout for that, Joe. It's not something I've noticed, but it would make sense in why he's a much worse, uh, pull up shooter than he is a catch and shoot guy. And that would be, you know, that's the same type of motion when you're shooting off the dribble. He has kind of fallen in love with that sidestep three. Uh, hmm. I don't know if he's playing with Tatum. Pick up say, with him it's, too it's, much. The, it's,
2: it's the pregame one-on-one where yeah. the, and Tatum does that same move every time.
1: Yeah, and and like I just, I'm top six. <laughs> yeah, <never mind>. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I I don't know. I would just, especially against this Milwaukee team, like that's what they want you to do is take that shot, you know, like
3: get into the rim, move the ball, get the turn going. On that point, it feels like we've gotten some really good late clock looks when we do just persist with driving, drive kick, that one more drive kick. It feels like we've, you know, it might be really late, but we've actually gotten a, a good look and we've really, when you earn the look, it tends to go in. You know that's uh, that's my theory anyway. Sorry, sorry to sorry to jump for any of the Jay. but like that's that's a a point in favor of Grant uh, to encourage Grant to keep driving. I'd like to see him drive and keep the position a lot a little bit longer.
0: I think we're seeing some special stuff out of Grant that that is more than I've always been a fan of Grant Williams, and I've been really excited for what he can bring. But I don't know that I ever thought he could bring as much as he currently is, especially as a shooter. And it's got me kind of thinking about the role that he can play moving forward if um if he's if if he can grow into it at the right pace, you know, like and I think today maybe we saw a little bit of of him trying to get a little ahead of where he's at, especially with regards to the relationship with the refs, perhaps. Like it's not really he's not in that space where he like the refs are even gonna really listen to what he's gotta say about too much right now. So like that's not a muscle that he has to really flex. The muscle he has to flex right now is the one that he needs when Giannis comes barreling down into the paint Um, and he's shown to be remarkable in in that, in that spot. Um, I want to throw it around and just get folks, you know, sort of either final takeaways or any notes from the game that, um, you know, feel like it's worth kind of getting out there into the space.
2: I love that, uh, uh, that Anna Horford had the the moment that Al was so mad, like immediately and, it's those things that you can't see it's at least from from my perspective you can't always see him in real time and then you see the video and you're like oh yeah oh that's going to be a problem and I, I just i think there's just this great visual to see like we all think that al sort of came back but there's that that uh uh ninja turtle meme right where you know he's a, he's the he's the old guy with the young with the young turtles and now they're yeah. grown and it, I think it's perfect for what's going on, but now here he is, still showing he can be the, the 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 sage veteran and kind of guiding guys when they need a little bit. And I just I wonder how this would all look if they did if they didn't have him. You know, like beyond just a, his his high level of play, do they need someone who is that sort of quiet veteran who just kind of implores you to go find a way to win and and do all that stuff? I think um, it's it's a really cool story that's going on with Al. Um, I mean, getting walk off interviews at, at, in the, in this moment and then, you know, did they get him in the locker room? I, I thought I saw something about, uh, no, they're in, know, the they so in the weight room, room. I just think it's cool that, yeah, that, that, the, that, yeah
0: him, JT, well, Tice, like they're, yeah, they were all in the weight room, getting some in
2: lifts after dubs, like whatever, whatever works for you. Sometimes I think they should lift after losses and like, a little bit of punishment, <laughs> yeah. but, um, I'm not the one to talk, ask about when you're supposed to lift and all that. So, um. <laughs> I'll I'll leave that to to Yeah, whenever he's
0: lifting, he needs to keep doing that because it's working. Get the
2: ice tub, like whatever. Like whatever magic the Celtics are working. Because I don't understand how three years ago we couldn't figure out how to keep Al on the court and his knees were like blowing up and ready to fall apart. And now three years later, all of a sudden, like he's just found this this ability to to be one of the best players on the court in a series featuring a whole bunch of all-stars. So credit to Al Horford. He's an inspiration to all of us to be great as we age.
0: Listen, and there's not a moment that I've witnessed in my life. Like, like firsthand watching games on TV, like not in person reckon, but, but watching that scene where Giannis just yammed it right in Al's face and then starts giving him all the business. And like, in that moment, I'm frustrated because I'm like, man, it sucks. But like, you know, you can't necessarily be mad at Giannis because he's doing what he's supposed to do. Right. But then to see Horford's whole demeanor, looking at him like you could just tell in his head something had gone just a step too far. And he just, OK. OK. And like I grew up around people who when they nod at you like that, like it's it's bad news bears. Like mm-hmm. you you find a way to make amends like man, Copas, whatever it's got to be like you get good. Otherwise, it's going to be a problem. And then it was what a quarter later, Al Horford turns into like rookie Al again. Smashes that thing like he was about to get in his own dunk contest, and then for good measure, right? Just drops. Him. <laughs> he he said okay. <laughs> He's like, he said okay. That was that was definitely that's that's a moment I'll never let go of. Like th- that him Al Horford doing that nod and going, Okay, that was the most comforting thing in the world.
1: <laughs> it really was. That's gonna be a gift for a long time. Man. It needs to be. It. Yeah, and it needs uh, to I got, take the
0: place of that that silly meme where they mischaracterize our players with the wrong turtles, and it bothers oh me. God. I can't deal with this, this again.
1: No, I'm over it. <laughs> I got a I got a perfect Reddit comment for this uh, <laughs> okay. because I'm not capable of making my own thoughts. All right, User no, you're just H- making sure that I don't get us into a situation where we're not valid on the sub anymore. Like you're keeping <laughs> me honest. I appreciate you, spoons. Yeah, I got you. User H Mucker J. Part of me thinks that the C's got it together because they knew if they didn't, Big Al would have hit them with the old I'm not mad, hmm. I'm just a, just disappointed in the locker room post game. Uh and I just feel that goes to like Tatum had that awesome quote that was just like I'm lucky to have Al Horford as a teammate. And I Tatum's I think not exactly effusive with his praise like you know he'll be like oh i was a big fan of rob but it's always kind of tongue and cheeky a little bit Mm -hmm. but it just seemed like he was like no that man has like helped turn me into who i am today like he is a father figure like he is master splinter (laughs) i mean it's just like i'm i'm the good vibes are really high after this one with the bit the al game man i'm just very happy
3: for him and i'm happy he's back Look, enjoy the game for what it is. It's just a really cool game. Like you're talking about, you know, where you you ranked it all time. Um, And and you're right, Chris, that, you know, history will remember a lot. Uh, Like it will be a much remembered game if we win the series because it would have been the pivotal game. But as as a fan, I think we just got to learn to like just enjoy these moments for what they are. And for me as a fan, like it's just as good as it's, you know, Better than the, than the Olympic game because the Milwaukee this Milwaukee series feels for me more intense, but that's probably recency bias. Um, so yeah, just like enjoy this for what it is. I expect us to run the table, but if we don't, we'll always have this game. Like just enjoy the waves of euphoria, guys. Just enjoy it. Light up that cigar if you've got one.
0: All right, guys. Well, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna wrap it up there. Uh, Chris, I want to thank you again for taking some time and, and meeting with us and, and chatting us up today. Uh, I know it's a long, it's been a long weekend, uh, let alone a, a long evening. But I'm glad we mm-hmm. got to close things out with a big win. Looking forward to Game Five. Um, Wait, and- well,
2: b- before we get out of here, what are we paying Grant now? Like, oh, remember, I sh- yes. my last visit. I think we were, we were. I mean, my was criminally low, um, <laughs> and now, and now, like, what are we? Are we are, I was on a, when I was, I was up here and I was talking to a buddy and i I, I think we're, we're it was wasn't preposterous to say like 16, 18 million dollars based on on what he's doing and I th- we, we did agree that whatever the number is people are going to be like ah and it's gonna hurt especially in relation to like how Rob's deal looks but um what one number would not should not be sticker shock to self fans?
1: 460, which is a shitload. I think yeah. that's 20 million more than I thought last time you were on. But 15 a year for a dude who can defend bigs and can switch and is a 40% three-point shooter with a little bit more to his offensive game. I mean, that sounds like 15 million a year to me.
0: Unfortunately, and, and that, and that's why my word. It's
2: going to go even higher. You know, yeah. like I think he can push to 16 or 18, depending on market conditions. I don't know. Maybe that's what Eme thinking about. Maybe Eme like, I need to put him on the bench for a little bit. <laughs> Like they hit Rob for three years so that
3: they could pay him $11 million. Oh, yes. <laughs> Joe, what are your thoughts on on the grant I, salary coming out of this playoffs? Well, before you asked it, I was thinking 15 to 18 um, per year. So what's that? And maybe, maybe 4 and 70. Um, probably, I think if it was, you know, I think 20 would be stick a shot. But he's still going to be tradable if he's at, even if it's at $16, dollars a year, he's yeah. actually, it's we kind of have needed more of those pieces, you know. If there is a max player to come along, you know, we kind of need somebody. We continue to need people in that slot, and I think he offers Wait, a lot of value
2: the to Derek White at this point. What if Grant was making more than Smart?
1: <laughs> you mean All Star Marcus Smart? <laughs> he never. If we if we had gotten the
0: chance to to pod the other night, I I had my Marcus Smart All Star jersey. I was ready to show off. Yeah, like. Yeah listen i think part of it duke also comes down to whether the intentions are for him to sort of replace al right like if the if the plan is for him to sort of grow into replacing al in that in that starter role and play alongside rob will then i think yeah you you look at some bigger money than than you might otherwise because you're trying to lock him up and you see him as a big piece of that future moving forward Um, that would be a huge vote of confidence in him, right? Like that would be, but he's, he's demonstrated, I think, you know, he's demonstrated good on his end at this point. He's done everything that's been asked of him. He's changed his game when that's been asked. He's performing in the, in the biggest moments. Um, and all he's ever seemed to sort of lack is opportunity and, in a in a sufficient role. So, um, I mean, I, It's but you know, someone always comes around and overpays someone over some dumb stuff, right? And like Mm -hmm. he could absolutely be one of those cats. Depending on how the like the market shakes out and what teams end up with who. Like Grant is one of those guys I could see like a team that just needs to put someone solid in there and like, I don't know, like round things out for them. Could just end up throwing like a silly bag at them because there's a bunch of money that's gonna be going around. They're already talking about raising the cap again. We're going to have to do a couple more episodes on that spoon. So, you know, no pressure.
2: The thing about wanting him to replace Al Horford is that he's going to have to wait like five to 10 more years before Al is. <laughs> that's re- right. Duncan. He's going full. He's going full TB12 here. And well, he yeah, that's the gonna- thing.
0: See, see, maybe that was it. When he was here last time, Brady was still in town and you can't have that much like non-aging. <laughs> that, human- that much. That much Human old genetic energy like in one <laughs> space. So we we had That's to get rid of Tom Brady in order for <laughs> Al to, f- to reach his full potential.
2: Mm, well, take, I like the take. theory, worth yeah. it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we we're, we're solving all the mysteries. All right, again, Chris. I want to thank you for your time. Thank you so so much, uh, Spoons Joe. You're living legends. Uh, thank you both so much. And uh, on behalf of everyone here at the Celtics Red right Up Pod, I want to say, go sees. And until next time, peace.
1: Season six. <laughs> <laughs>